ends with a woo always a woo i love the woo because it's i'm feeling the woo okay i just i need the woo especially today lisa i hear you (laughs) because listeners i had a day today okay like when i tell you that i was my guardian angel left left my my shoulder he was not watching me i was not supervised as a result i had many an accident today oh boy (laughs) Just to name, like, the best one by far, my opinion, because it was caught on camera. Um, I full-on was sending a Marco Polo to Lisa. Hashtag not sponsored, but we love Marco Polo in this in this house, in this podcast. Shout out, but also not sponsored. Um, I was sending her a Marco Polo, which is basically, for those of you who don't know, like, walkie-talkie video type situation. And um, I <laughs> was sending her a Marco, and I was not paying attention to my feet, and I full on fell on my face. <laughs> Skidded the hands. <laughs> and I just sat there laughing and like, <laughs> just at like the chaos of it all. <laughs> Bless you. And then I just, and then I watched it back afterwards because I was like, I gotta see what this looked like. <laughs> Incredible. And it, it was bananas. B A N A N A S. And then I kept sending her updates. I was like, I'm fine. I'm okay. My hands are fine. I'm fine. <laughs> but like the reason this all happened was because right before I fell on my face, a bike, a bicyclist nearly ran me over as well. Like Ugh. it was just a lot. I hate and cyclists. Like, and, and I've learned today that I am definitely in like a high stakes situation. The kind of person that freezes. Like yep. me too. I didn't Fight, know fight or to freeze. Do. We're freezers. And luckily he didn't like hit me, but like there were people that were literally standing right by when it happened and they were like, are you okay? I was like, I mean, I thought I saw my life flash before my eyes a little bit there. And one of the dudes is like, I saw your life flash before my eyes. Oh my gosh. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh so off. like that happened. I immediately whip out my phone to tell Lisa all about it. And then I fall on my face. <laughs> like, she did. She did. <laughs> God, Listen, and there I, were some other incidents after that, but, you know, those are the, the main ones. I had a friend who Ooh. was on a date. She's wearing a skirt. Mm-hmm. Something happened yeah. where she tripped over, like, <gasps> the sidewalk, no. fell no. over, skirt, <laughs> no. all the way up. No! He was so sweet to her, no! though. He, like, just came over and just, like, gingerly put the skirt back where it was supposed to be. Oh, my God! <laughs> And helped her oh, up and just kindness. like, you know, she just has scraped up palms and he's like blowing on oh. her palms and was like, are you okay? Oh man. She was like, I mean, that was, my pride yeah. is I mean, not- that was like, <laughs> I mean, that was probably the worst part about it is that like, I was so, cause whenever I get injured immediately, I'm like, am I bleeding? Am I going to die? Am I bleeding? Right. And like, <laughs> and like, luckily like my hands are totally fine, but I just, <laughs> but I, I've discovered there's a thing where it's like you can cut yourself like fall or whatever scrape yourself up and like 
depending on how bad it is, like you can get blood poisoning from that. Like that happened to my mom on a hike Ooh. once. She like fell on her hands, got like that scary red line up her arm and like she d- didn't think anything of it. And luckily, like there were friends in the house. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We need to go to the hospital right now. <laughs> like she got sepsis or something. I don't know what the r- proper term for it is. If you do, write in to HungryRosesPod at gmail.com. Oh, my God. But, no, but it's it's like a scary red line that goes up and down your arm, and it's like blood poisoning or something. And luckily, again, they got her to the hospital in time, and she was fine. But I was like, oh, my God, is that going to happen to me? Like, Because, you know, I'm a panicker. That's mm-hmm. all I do is I pan- panic city. So, like, <laughs> city on fire. Anyway. City on fire. So I'm fine now. Everything's fine. But I am hyped up okay on pure adrenaline bananas b-a-n-a-n-a-s-ness okay like i'm just i'm out so i'm just warning you listeners today is a day where i'm just gonna be on one and i hope that's okay (laughs) oh man oh man oh man so all of that aside i am well i am fine and uh let's talk about this episode because there's let's do it i find i'm in like, I'm not falling down the stairs. Like, I enjoyed the episode, but I do find myself at tug of war. And I'm curious what your thoughts and feelings are, because there are some things that happened in this episode where, like, I feel one way, but then I, I percolate and I think about it some more and then I feel another. And I'm, does that make sense? So I'm, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it, obvi, but, like, I got feelings. I got feelings today, guys. <laughs> and we're also recording this, like, super early, like, earlier than we normally do. So <laughs> it'll be um, just, like, hot takes right off, fresh off the oven. Is that the, that's not, that's not the right phrase for that. Fresh off the oven. Hot takes. <laughs> fresh out the oven, she says. Hot off the papers. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> And because, again, we're... Give me the papes. Yes. And because we are doing this pretty early, there isn't really any news to speak on right now. Like, obviously, watch it happen as soon as, like, we're done recording this. Like, a bunch of things will be breaking news. But as of right now, there really is not much news to break. Like, I don't have any new updates about anything in Bachelor World right now. So there we are. Okay? Um, Excellent. Here we go. In this episode, we got two one-on-ones and a group date. So I was like, oh, snap. Crackle pop. Um, and let's just get into the first one-on-one, which was with Martin. Vroom, vroom. Um, Frosty? <laughs> Frosty. <laughs> Frosted tips. Frosted tips. Um, before the one-on-one even starts, we get Olu telling us that Jamie and Martin were close, which is kind of new information to me because that is not what I would have gleaned. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Right? I was like, oh, they're friends. Oh, dear. Because, like, if anything, because Martin was part of that trio with Malik and Spencer where, like, he was, you know, trying to stir the pot. I didn't get friendship vibes. I got, like, unreceptive vibes. So, like, that was surprising to me. And then... Even more surprising still was Michelle then telling us literally the same thing. She's like, I know they're close. And I was like, huh, how? How did you know this information? Yeah, how did she know? Who told you? I'm very confused. Um, and I basically audibly gasped when she said that. I was like, oh, she knows. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and she basically tells us that she chose him specifically for this one-on-one to kind of see like you know he was friends with Jamie so can I trust him like are they similar I don't know you know <laughs> I thought I mean that was the vibe I was getting I don't know about you did you do you agree with that statement yeah I 
I was just really curious um, <laughs> how, like, yeah. how were they close? I, 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 I don't know that I would have necessarily put them together I mean, initially, but after the first, after this date, I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because I was about to say, I mean, birds of a feather and they're both very suave and full of swagger. So perchance that is why they were friendly and we just didn't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they get to drive super fast BMWs. Yay. Huzzah. From <laughs> <laughs> broom. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I just, I just, vroom, vroom. I just was not. That's what she, everyone, this is what she has titled this section <laughs> I did. I titled of the episode. <laughs> vroom, vroom. I did, I did title it that. <laughs> but like, I meant for it to be delivered with that tone, which you just gave us. So thank you for that, Lisa. <laughs> Oh, just my pleasure. Like sarcastic, not excited at all about it. Because that's how I felt <laughs> about it. Martin, vroom, vroom. <laughs> and then like they, even the post credit scene was just like the BMW guy driving them really fast. And I was like, OK, I mean, terrifying and exhilarating, but OK, fine, whatever. So I was not. Yeah, pressed. I would have been just like her in that post credit part <laughs> where she was just like, I think I like I think I need a barf bag. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying not to throw up on this date. I mean, listen. I've been there. Yep. Been there, done that. We all that. have, haven't we? I feel like we all, I can speak for us all. I mean, who hasn't been on a date with someone who's borrowed somebody else's stick shift and doesn't know how to drive Oof. it? Just me? <laughs> it's a rough time. Fun, laughs, good times. Sorry, I'm like copying that from another podcast that I like to listen to. Anyway, moving on oh. to the crux of this date, which is the hot tub. However, I'm like, was it hot? I didn't even think about this. Nick Vile brought this up. He was like, that water was not hot. That was a giant ice bucket. There was no way that that water was hot. Okay, but she also <laughs> said, let's go cool off. Oh, she did. You're right. Okay, you're right. I don't know why I called it so a hot So maybe tub. it was just like a baby pool? Maybe. I just like, they always have these random hot tubs that pop up in the middle of nowhere. So my brain just kind of went to hot tub. But I believe you, you are correct. She did say let's cool off. And I totally missed that. Um, before I like break this down, how did you feel about this conversation, Lisa? What were your thoughts? I'm dying to know. I was with her. Like yeah. I was watching her face and I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if I were him, I would have just been like, keep your mouth closed. Like, Great. She made a choice. Mm. I don't know what the conversation was that she had with him. So maybe I shouldn't tell her that she made a bad choice. I agree with you. Just keep your mouth shut. I agree with you. I will also raise you this point because I feel like I might get a lot of heat on this. I have a lot of hot takes. Okay. Like, which is not like me. I'm usually one. Fresh out of the oven. Fresh out. Just woof. Steaming. My, my glasses are fogging oh, up. It's oh. like when you open the dishwasher too soon and your glasses just whoosh oh. with the steam. <laughs> okay. I feel like the vibe of what he was trying to say was that he didn't think it was super cool how all the guys were jumping on the let's all hate on Jamie train because like it was the thing to do, which is valid because like I also am not a fan of that. But, like, read the room, my guy. It's, like, just like you said, Lisa, I, I agree that he should have maybe not taken that route. But I can kind of understand why he did that. Because he was, like, listen, he's not a bad guy. He just did a stupid thing. But he didn't word it that way. Right? So it, like, came off all wrong. Do you, do you get what, what do you What do you think? Yeah. Too hot a yeah. take? 
No, I mean, okay. you can have whatever take you want. Ugh. I just thought that he wasn't really, I don't know. Like, it didn't seem like a very good strategic move on his part. No, no. Um, and, like, and Nick Vile would agree with you because he kind of brought up, like, when I was listening to his podcast about this, that it was very F-boy energy that he was spewing, like, very vague, non-committal answers to the questions. Because Michelle, like, point blank is like, so you think I made the wrong choice, you know, which is what you said. Yeah. Um, And he... <laughs> immediately it's like i don't want to get involved like that's between you and him which like valid but it's just the way he said it rubbed me completely the wrong way and michelle like she was not pleased at all yeah (laughs) like i believe it was one of his producers nick's vials producers that brought up the fact that like she couldn't even look him in the face Right? Like, she couldn't even look him in the face. She was looking outwards, and you're like, oh, no. And you just see it in her eyes that it's just, like, fire there and not the good kind of I'm honestly surprised (laughs) that she ended up giving him that rose. Me, I was honestly surprised. Me, too. Because you know what I wrote down in my notes, Lisa, that I thought it would give you a good chuckle? I said, because Michelle's body language was right to jail. (laughs) Yeah. She was. (laughs) But I think... I mean, some of her questions were like... And do you think you're ready mm-hmm. to do this? Like, how would you approach that in a family oh, the situation? Dinner. Oh, let's get into the dinner. I basically just feel like he's going to, because he has, like, is the king of serious suave and swagger. He's just going to, like, sneak on by. Sneak on by, sneak on by the road. Like, he's just going to sneak on by. And he's probably going to make it pretty far because he's very convincing. You know, just like Jamie. I don't know. Is he? I, I don't think he is. Well, to her, because he, you know, let's get into it. When when we talk about the dinner, I kind of feel like because he's so suave and his delivery of what he's saying, he's able to sneak on by. And he, like, wins her over, you know? Um, cause I didn't get it. Like his answers <laughs> when she was asking him questions and he answered and she was like, okay. I was like, okay. Okay. Cause no, <laughs> no, let me, he does not seem genuine. He's Ooh. just like, yeah, he just seemed kind of, um, doing the bare minimum like he just didn't his emotional energy did not seem that interested or that concerned about winning her over you know I think okay and I because again with the sneaky sneakiness of it all like he outright tells her like he I think he kind of is able to hoodwink her because he says like yeah I can be very blunt in a way that is that can be felt by others as being like off-putting demeaning putting others down and like that's not how I mean for it to come off like the fact that he was very blunt about that I think was like a tick in the right direction for her and then he goes on by like I suck at communicating and I'm working on it so it's like he's owning it to a to a point and she even says that she's like he I, I didn't write down the exact quote verbatim but to her she sees him as like immediately hearing the criticism and correcting and I'm like but did he though did he correct like I feel like we need more data points to see if he actually follows through <laughs> do you know what I mean what do you think what do you think I see your thinking face on yeah like, I, I agree like I, I feel like she would need some more data points to be like oh yeah 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 okay you you talk the talk and you walk the walk mm-hmm because he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, that's just how I am. And, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it, it's not I mean, I, I don't mean to come off and em- unempathetic, but I just am. <laughs> it's like, OK, well, that's a big red flag. Oh, there were boo-boo. many. There were definitely red flags in this thing and the stuff he was saying. 
Um, cause he also, oh, cause this was also sneaky. He was like, how do you say he like welcomed being called out on this stuff on stuff like this and like appreciated that she did that. I'm like, oh man, you're saying all the right things. You are the king of saying all of the right things and I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she bought it. (sighs) Hook, line, sinker. Hook, line, sinker. And not to mention he, speaking of red flags, he says that he can't slash doesn't cry and it's because of his upbringing. And I'm like, woof, I'm all for vulnerability. But man, oh, man, it never gets easy watching other contestants throw families under the bus on national television. I know. <laughs> I know. Ooh. It's a very good point. It's rough, man. I know. I'm like, I'm, ooh, I can't wait for your mom to watch this. I, it's, it's, yeah. So, like, king of suaveness. Like, I didn't even write down the whole speech he gave her because, like, Every single thing he said, I was like, oh, man, that was the right thing to say. Yep. That was also the right thing to say. Yep. That too. You know, so it, and he looks like a good kisser. I mean, God, disaster fire. Recipe for disaster. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 seriously, when he was like, yeah, I, I don't cry. But I mean, she's like, how would you approach oh, yeah. that in a family situation yep. with your children? He's like, yeah, I mean, I, I would have to set the example. And mm. She's like. I'm like, okay, well, let's start now. You should have started five years ago, Frosty. Yeah, I just don't know. How am I supposed to buy that you would actually, that you're actually working on it if this is your behavior right now? Yeah. I And I just don't know if there's really the time left to in, to like show that somehow. You know what I mean? So I'm like, why did you keep him around? Get him out of there. You, you don't need Get this. Get him out of there. You don't, and I, right to jail. Right to jail. Trap door. Tra- <laughs> trap door. Trap door him. I wish I had a trap door sound effect. I could just like... That was more like a guillotine. Or a whip. going to have to work on that. A whip like... Yeah, like I punched somebody in the face. I got to work on my sound effects skills. It's okay. It's okay. We, we do the best we can here on Hungry Rose's pod with our tech, our That's lack right. of technology know-how. Grassroots over here. Ooh, um, but yeah, basically their their date ends with them going up to a stargazing tower, which is hella romantic. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this is really not helping the situation here. Um, And they make out. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, but I also also was kind of like, oh, I wonder if he's disappointed that they didn't walk into a courtyard where like some country band is playing that nobody knows the name of. Oh, God. Although we did have one of those in this episode and he's kind of actually well known. So like that was interesting to me. I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. But but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, most of the time I watch this and they're like, I can't believe that we walked into (laughs) insert insert a country (laughs) name. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, God. Honestly, did you know who they were before they played on your episode? Ugh. Because I don't think you did. Mm, yeah. I mean, he already got the string quartet, Lisa. So, like, well, you, you know, they had to switch it up. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, I guess it's time. I don't want to, like, I'm, like, dragging it's my time. feet here because I hate, I hated everything about this. The, t- the time is now um, to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that just tickled me so much. The time is now. <laughs> you just committed to it so intensely. I sure did. I sure All right. did. What I am this stupid group this date. This stupid group date, which I'm calling a, a group date of face palms all the way around because it was just one disaster after another. Okay? One like 
let me tell you what was supposed to happen. Okay, this is the formula that was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be a giant slumber party that it was like geared towards the dudes making little moments with her. And like at the end, like ends with the with the boys split into teams, hitting each other with giant teddy bears, and like whoever wins gets the cocktail party. Like that's that was the formula okay, but that was that's supposed what to happen. All of the group dates are for, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the men to basically fight over her. Yeah. But like before the actual fighting, she wanted them to like fight for time. You know, she wanted them which is fine. Yeah, that's right? what I mean. Like, like that's what the group dates are for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is to create time for these men to talk with her but there's since there's so many right they have to kind of like butt their way and in. there and, were so and... many on this like so so many dudes on this group date um but the, here's what actually happened and i don't know if the producers thought that this was going to happen and then once it did they were like oh fantastic fantastic excellent yes are the cameras rolling excellent yes you know like i don't know if they realized that this was going to happen, but it was basically like the dudes reverted to being children and they were having so much fun doing stupid boy things, i.e. Olo being like, punch me in the stomach as hard as you can, <laughs> right? Like the stupidest thing. Yeah. And like playing with each other and with their giant bears and eating all the snacks that they literally all ignored Michelle and excluded her, basically. Like literally, it felt like, I keep saying literally, but it, it really looked like Nobody went out of their way to steal her. For, can I steal you for a moment? Like none of that really happened. Um, Chris S. does tell us later on that five people did. And I do recall him playing Twister with her at one point. So like clearly like some people did this, but it was like on the whole not, you know, and it was really yeah. hard to watch. What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts about that? Yeah. They just look like a bunch of <sighs> hyper masculine idiots. Yeah. Right? Where they're just like trying to like peacock mm. and just and just be like I'm gonna win this because I'm on TV and I gotta show my stuff but then again Re- meanwhile completely missing the the entire point yeah. of these activities yeah but like also then we had people like like Rodney he was like having a date with his bear he like dressed it up he was like feeding it snacks I'm like Rodney what are you doing yeah it no. was <laughs> like, it was as if they were like drugged like, what uh, is happening? Yikes. It, it was like they thought they were all hang- there to hang out with each other and not hang out with her. And, uh, I mean, the reason why, oh, God, it just drove me nuts. Because, like, you can see that she, throughout this whole thing, she's trying to, like, put on, a, put on a brave face and be like, this is fine. Like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Like, I'm making a bigger deal out of this than it is. I'm like, no, you're not. You're allowed to be a little angry right now. Yeah. You know, and she did it with class. As she does everything with this, <laughs> with this show, it's all class. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, hi, remember how I'm uh, the point of this?" But she didn't throw a temper tantrum, dorks. right? Like, had she thrown a temper tantrum, then it would have been like a whole other thing. But she didn't do that, and I think that was the right approach. Yeah. Um, you know, and Caitlin and Tasha like know that something is up when she sits with them for the teddy bear wrestling. And they're like, okay, well, something is definitely up here. And after that's all over, Caitlin, like, goes and she talks to Michelle, like, a one-on-one. However, I will say that I thought there was a really interesting editing choice here. And I didn't know if, like, other people would notice it. And then, like, Dear Shandy talked about it. Another people that, or, God, another people, another podcast that we love here at Hungry Roses, not sponsored. Um... (laughs) But they they talked about <laughs> this weird content. editing moment, and I was like, okay, gl- I'm glad I'm not the only one that noticed this. Did did you notice anything funky about this bit, or no? Oh no, I didn't. Mm. 
Let me tell you. Okay, so basically they showed, you know, like Caitlin and Tasha talking and then they cut to this other frame where like it doesn't look as good. It's grainy and she's like viscerally way more upset. And then it goes back to Caitlin and Tasha. So I think she had a conversation with the producer that she trust, trusted where she was really upset, like viscerally upset. But then when she talked to Caitlin, she was like more put together. Right. Like yeah. she put her thoughts hmm. in order. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's rough. But in short, she like makes reference to the poem that she read to the boys last week about how her past is chock full of people not seeing her. That's like the theme of this episode. Um, like always being the one fighting for other people's attention and being overlooked, which is true. And it was like such a how God, what's a gut punching poem that she read. So I was like, oh, God. And, the, and, you know, and so and then what else? What else? And it was just really sad to, like, see her sitting there talking to Caitlin about that. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I just was like, this is kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the time, these, like, people are, like, strategically coming up with opportunities to talk with mm-hmm. whoever is the person. The lead, yeah. And these men were, like, baboons. Total baboons. Like. Right over their heads. Just <laughs> the most, like, monkeys who have come upon a campsite and they just can't wait to just play with all the random crap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys are a bunch of, like, monkey hooligans. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? What, what, that what are you doing? That would too, if I were her. That mm. they're just, like, there to be idiots on TV, you know? And Like, oh. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta have people punch my stomach so that I can look, so people can see how tough and masculine I am. It's like... Okay. <laughs> and we like, get it. And like, to be fair, I mean, or not to be fair, but like, I, if I were her, I would still be worried because like, who's to say, cause you know, I'm going to get to it later where she talks about how she actually feels about all this. And like, who's to say that they're like genuinely, I don't know how to say this, but like, I would, if it were me in the back of my mind, I would always be scared. Be like, are they just putting on an act? Are they just like, because I yelled at yeah. them about this, you know? Um, and to in the edit that I was telling you about, the thing that she says to who I think is a producer is that the one thing she didn't think she'd have to worry about coming into this was not being seen. Um, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, it's just it's right. upsetting. like, how, yeah. do you, how are you not seen as the actual bachelorette? Right. You know, well, ding a ling ding. <laughs> this we is found how. <laughs> we found it, Bob. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Ooh, so yeah i think we both agree obviously that michelle was totally in the right feeling the way that she was feeling um and i don't but here's my question here's my question i kind of think that the conversation that she has at the cocktail party with the with the winning team was a conversation she should have had with everyone i that was like the only thing but i don't know what the right way would have been to go about that right like I don't right. know if she I mean, I think it was like. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I think it, it was just like they were there and that was the day of. Yeah. And so she. That's fair. Shared it. Um, but it would have been probably helpful if she had like shown up the next day and been like, I had this conversation with the guys, but I thought I would have the rest for you. You know, maybe. I mean, I just part of me. I don't know. Like, I have a hard. I wonder what would have happened if like after they won, she was like, listen. I just want you guys to all know this. Like, sure, these guys won, but really, you kind of all lost today. And I want you all to know that. Like, if it had been me, I feel yeah. like that would have been a good thing because, like, 
obviously let's get into it let's get into it we get to the cocktail party and like I'm saying like we're saying you know she tells all the dudes how hurt she was and like one by one they all try to make it up to her um I guess I'm just like I'm wondering if things would have wound up different with Chris S if she had yelled at all of them maybe not maybe I'm like overthinking it but um I don't know let's get it do you do you get what I'm saying do you think that there's a possibility things could have wound up differently with the drama there maybe I don't know um maybe I don't know I guess I'll I'll talk more about my feelings on that when we get to it I mean that's an awkward situation for her oh totally yeah how do I address this without looking needy yeah but I still need to address it somehow yeah Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm and when and how do I do it I mean I feel like within the circumstances she handled it probably the best that she No, you're right. You're totally right. It probably would have been more dramatic if she had done it to all of them. But part of me kind of wished she had wished she had so that they all would have gotten the ream out, you know, not just half of them. Um, Yeah. But anyway, so we get her one on one time with Nate first. And I thought it was interesting that she pulled him first. And I think it's because I think Dear Shandy made this point. Nate is definitely a front runner. Like she likes Nate a lot. And so her like her disappointment in him is more so than most, I think. Um, And to me, I don't know if you'll agree. This was like the first of two times where I don't really feel like he rose to the occasion. (laughs) Because he... Ooh, go on. Because I don't know, because like his response to Michelle being open about her feelings on this was very much the vibe of, I'm sorry you felt that way. Whereas what I think Michelle actually wanted was the type of reaction she got from Olu, right? Like she wanted that visceral, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, like, ah, kind of a reaction. And she didn't get that from him, like via body language, like showing his remorse and empathy. Like we didn't get any of that. And so like to me, that was very much a missed opportunity from Nate. I feel like he, his communication style is very much not that, but that is what she needs in moments like this. So that's kind of a red flag for me, if I'm being honest. I don't love Nate. Sorry. No, I don't either. Sorry, hot like, take, fresh I, out of the oven. I don't love him. It's frustrating because I really liked him in the last episode. But in this one, I like it was all, I was really disappointed by a lot of what he was doing. And this was one of those instances because I was like, my dude, are you not reading what she's throwing down? Like, we need you no. to show more emotion here. Hello? Like... Ugh, and so I so I was disappointed and then we get to Olu and oh my god Lisa I actually teared up I actually cried watching him talk to her I actually cried because <laughs> you can like feel how genuine he like his remorse is and like he's talking about his sisters and how he's had to watch his sisters go through this and like he never wants to like make her feel that way again. Like it was just so heartfelt. And like she started crying, and I was like, I can't. This is too much for me. I know. <laughs> and again, I say to the producers of the Bachelor, Bachelorette, how very dare you cast Clayton? How very dare you as our next Bachelor? Because I'm sitting I know. here. I'm wondering. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe there's more we haven't seen. I mean, there has to be something. Like, unless this man is about to save people from an earthquake, I'm like, I'm feeling nothing. I see nothing. Like, I would much rather have Olu or Rodney be the bachelor. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Like, it's just so upsetting to me. I'm like, I'm sorry. Olu is as ripped as he is, and he's emotional like this, and you're not casting him as the bachelor? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, there's got to be more. 
I don't know. Maybe just, there's more data points that we're just I'm waiting just, for. We're not seeing it yet, Lisa, and I'm annoyed, and I'm tapping my thumbs, and I'm just, I'm annoyed. Anyway, moving on, or not. I mean, he's real cute, Ugh. but... I love Olu I don't know. so I don't know. much. Um, and no surprise, he gets the rose, rightly so. Like, she didn't even... <laughs> She didn't even go down the line of being like saying like what she appreciated by each guy. She was just like, Olo, get the rose. You get the rose today. Yeah, she's like, you're the only one that stepped to the plate today. Thanks. Yep. 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 Um, and now let's move right along to Rick, the second one-on-one. Rick. Ugh. This was a hard one for me, Lisa. I really, well, I, I don't know what you're going to think about my heart. My, my, what am I what trying to say? Happening? I'm like having a stroke. Oh my god! What am I trying to say? My fast takes on this? That's not what I'm trying to say. What's the phrase? My hot takes. Hot takes. Thank you, Jesus. My fast takes. <laughs> Listen, I told you, I'm all hopped up today, you guys. I'm all hopped up. Um, I don't know if you're gonna like my hot my hot takes, but we'll we'll get to it. Um, get them out of the oven. Basically. <laughs> They go up a tramway up to the top of a mountain. They walk around. They find a wish box and sit on a log with champagne. That's basically what happens. But, like, how did we feel about this wish box? Uh, Did the producers find the wish box and then just shove a bunch of of notes in there? (laughs) Did they create the wish box, I wonder? I don't know if they created it because the instructions were very clear. And mind you, they did not follow the instructions, which also bugged me. You're supposed to take a wish and leave a wish. It did not say read all of the wishes, put them all back, and then add one. That Those were not the instructions. Say <laughs> oh, so they God. decided to read everyone else's so that Rick could tell her about her father, his father. Yeah, I, like there's no way that that wasn't planned. There just was no way that wasn't planned. And I just, uh, I just, but I was just, I couldn't even focus on any of that because I was annoyed that they didn't follow the instructions. I was like, you're supposed to take a wish and leave a wish. You're not supposed to read everybody's wishes. Because, like, if those were actually people's wishes, they don't want those read aloud on TV. Like, can you imagine whoever, like, let's just say that these were not fake. And that was, like, a real person's wish about, like, wishing that their dad knew who they'd become. Like, imagine they're watching the show and they're like, oh, my God, that's my note. (gasps) What the? That's my note. Why are you reading that out loud on television? (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm like, did they just create this had wish box? Had to be. Had to be. And then, like, as Lisa had notated there, or notated, God, as Lisa said, <laughs> there's a wish about wishing that the their father knew who they had become, and, like, it opens the floodgates for this Rick story, which we're about to get into. I just, I don't know what it is about Rick. I used to like him, and now I'm, like, very not... I don't really like him anymore. Which hot is take. a hot take. Hot, very Already? hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Hot take. I Oof. feel like some of these men mm-hmm. use these slash. This is really maybe rude of me to say, oh, but no. <laughs> sometimes they just try to emotionally manipulate by sharing really personal parts of their lives yeah. to try and like weasel their way into emotions. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you're not going to like this, but okay. I kind of felt that way about Olu. Like, I was like, are you really feeling that way? Or are you just trying to get in good because you knew that you did bad? I, okay, I see what you're saying. 
But I honest to God, if I have to pick between genuineness between Olu and Rick in this moment, I'm picking Olu. Like I not that yeah, Rick isn't genuine, but it's just like the way that Rick delivers the story is very like I don't want to say Connor B vibes, but there's just something about it where I feel like what you say applies more to Rick than it does to Olu. But like if you feel that way about Olu, that's fine. Like I respect that. That's totally fine. No, I mean I like who I said. I said just a little bit about copy. Olu. I was kinda copy, like, copy, mm. copy. No, that's but, fair. But Rick definitely has Connor B vibes. I just but so uh, does Michelle. Oh, oh God! Right? But we love like, Michelle. That's her whole story her. is that I she's know. never chosen. I know. God, she's like always the, the really good quality friend. <sighs> yeah. Um. But anyway, we get Rick's story basically when they sit down for dinner, and it's it's sad. Like it's awful. He blames himself to this day for his parents' marriage ending because he discovered a text on his dad's phone from another woman and, like, he told his mom about it and they got divorced. And, you know, that's awful. That's a horrible burden to carry for, like, God knows how many years, right? Like, that's awful. That's awful. And then, like... Well, it's terrible because... Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please, please, please. It's terrible. It is a horrible burden because... He really was in a rock and a hard place. Like oh, yeah. he sees the text and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, do I tell my mom and possibly ruin their marriage mm-hmm. or not ruin, but like make things rough. Yeah. Like create by telling her possibly create a rift in their relationship. Right. Or do I live with the guilt of not telling her Ugh. And they maybe stay together for But like a even as a longer. kid though, I don't know if he would have had the wherewithal to think of it that way. I think he just like thought it was the right oh, thing. Oh yeah, for right? sure. Like but which makes mean, it like, even worse. He was this was a true burden. Yeah. I mean, because I think looking yeah. back, even if he hadn't said anything, mm-hmm. he would have been guilty either way. Yeah. He either would have felt guilty either way. Totally. Um It's terrible. The whole thing is terrible. Right. And then like to add on top of that, <laughs> God, this is awful. To this day, he thinks his dad blamed him for this. Like, leading up to when he died. And, like, he doesn't specify how his dad died, but it sounds similar to what Jamie's story was. I mean, like, I'm not trying to speculate here. Like, I've no idea. There's no way to know. He just, like, his, he said that his dad's friend found him, like, collapsed on the floor. And, like, there's, like, heart attack. Who knows? It could have been a heart attack because he said he was having trouble breathing or something like that. Um But it's all just so sad. You think it was a suicide. I mean, I don't know. There's no way to know. Like... I have no idea. And I don't want to even like put that out there into the universe because it it could honestly, like when I think about it, have been a heart attack because he left a voicemail on Rick's mess on voicemail saying that like he was just trying to catch his breath. So like for all I know, it was a heart attack. Right. And like we don't need the answer to that. We don't need to know. Rick doesn't want to share it. That's totally fine. I just. Right. It's just devastating. It's so, so sad that like he thinks that his dad died with that feeling like that like blaming him for what happened and like who knows right it's just so sad like ugh. it make it makes me really just like it makes my heart break but then at the same time like the way that he's telling this or no buts I shouldn't even say but it's just the way that he's telling this to Michelle there's just something about it that feels more like in the vein of what you were saying earlier about I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I will. I think the producers really try to milk stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I really think that yeah. they try to, like, push them to talk about this stuff because it does. It creates, like, emotionally manipulative drama right. for the viewers and for the person right. that they're telling this. But to. I also feel like there was a marked difference to how Michelle received this information from Rick versus Jamie. Like, 
she was very kind to Rick and she was very encouraging and she was like, listen, that's like, do you remember the things she was saying? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I can't remember what she was saying off the top of my head, but she was very kind and supportive. But whereas with Jamie, like it viscerally affected her more, you know, and I don't know if that's just the way that Jamie delivered the story. I have no idea, but it was I, I don't know if I wonder Rick if she if she's after this whole Rick thing or sorry, after this whole Jamie thing, if she's just a little bit less like a little more jaded and Maybe. a little more guarded. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um. But either way, I thought that was interesting, too, because I was like, oh, maybe I wonder if she's as into Rick. I'm not sure because she was really into into Jamie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I yeah. Um, and yada, yada, yada. He then makes this very grand what I'm calling a grand gesture speech where the punchline at the end is him saying he's looking forward to the day that he can tell her he's in love with her. And I'm like, oh. It was a lot. It was a lot. I was like, it's too soon, Ricky. It's too soon. Oh, my gosh. I loved her reaction, though. I was not not expecting that. (laughs) Well, he's kind of giving some Brandon energy where he's just like trying to propose and they haven't even gone on a date yet. I know. You know, and it's like, okay, like this doesn't this feels disingenuous because you don't even know me. But then in the context of the whole episode, it's like Rick is the only one like seeing her right now. So like it's like so she appreciates it. Right. Because she's like, that's the whole fucking crux of this episode is that nobody else is paying her mind and Rick is paying all the mind. And so she's like, yep. okay, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's soaking it in. Ugh. Although I think, and I didn't really realize this until I listened to Dear Shandy, but they made a point to be like, it's funny how he couldn't be like, I'm in love with you. He was like, I'm not in love with you right now, but I'm looking forward to when I will be. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I He's guess like, I didn't. What can I say to make it sound like love without saying it's love, yes. but get my foot so far in the door. And I didn't think of it that way at all until they talked about it. And then I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I would not have (laughs) put those pieces together. (laughs) Oh, golly, If someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Mm -mm, you're too much. (laughs) Right to jail. (laughs) Trap door. Right to jail. (laughs) It's sweaters. (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. Too high prices for a sweater's. Yeah, I, I don't. I, it made me uncomfortable listening yeah. to that conversation. I would have been the same way as she was. Wow, I was. Wow, that I, I was. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> wow, thank you. And then he like kisses her hand and whatever. And then they basically go off to dance to Andy Grammer singing "Lease on Life," which is a bop, by the by. I, I now have it on a playlist on YouTube. <laughs> It was kind of boppish, I it's, feel like. It was a bop. I was like, okay, all right. I also have a new lease on life. And then I almost got hit by a bicyclist today. So <laughs> don't know how that new lease on life uh, really uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. did me any favors, but it's fine. <laughs> Didn't, did not do you anything. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really super a fan of Rick right now. And I feel bad saying that considering what he That's went fine. through. But I just... there's just something about him that I can't quite put my finger on. Yeah, no, no, no. I totally, I totally get it. I think there is kind of a... Thank you. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> kind of a weird, a weird. Gosh, I sound so mean. Yeah, I know. There's I'm like, I don't want to be mean. I'm just insecure like, energy coming from Rick. Yeah, that's maybe that's what it is. It's just something, something wicked this way comes. Ribbit. Anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> from Harry Potter. Anyone? Anyone? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, God Almighty. Now it is time to hit the third installment of this episode, which again, I just want to drag my feet on forever and not actually speak about because it's so stupid. But here we go. Um, it's So it's rose ceremony time. Uh, but before we get there, let's talk about the cocktail party. Uh, and I want to talk about the cute moments first and then... Or the cute moments, a funny moment, and then the shenanigans. You ready? You ready, Lisa? Yes. Okay. So let's do it. Cute moment. Joe and Michelle snack time. That was cute. I liked that. You know, I thought. I thought it was cute too. And she, bless her soul, is a bit <laughs> awkward herself. Remember yeah. when she's like, whoa, did you see the colors you picked? <laughs> Green bit packers. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was cute and I really appreciated how Joe handled because like Joe wasn't even on the cocktail party, right? Like he was not even there for that. But obviously, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I was a little distracted during this part. OK, but did he bring her peanut M&M's? <laughs> yes. Is that what they were eating? I think there were variations of M&M's and it was interesting because at one point she's like, I've never had this kind before. Yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. You've yeah. never had a Peanut M and M. They also talk about this on Maybe Beer it was Candy. one of those like almond ones, randomly filled M and Ms, or an yeah. almond one. And those are massive, right? Like I thought those M and Ms are pretty. Some of the M and Ms are pretty big. I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt and say that it was like a weird M and M because, or maybe yeah. she doesn't there, have a sweet tooth, right? That's something that one of the people on Dear Shandy was talking no, about. Like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, she everyone she also has had, had a peanut M and M. Sorry, no ifs, ands, or buts. I Maybe mean, but, if you're from Germany. But she also had like not had a cannoli before or like one cannoli before. So maybe she really doesn't no, have a sweet. No. no. <laughs> a cannoli versus a peanut M&M. Okay. Okay. All right. I hear you. I hear you. I hear no. you. No. I don't think a lot of people have had a cannoli. All right. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Um, I know you're trying to give her credit. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> if you know what kind of M&M that is, write in. HungryRosesPod at gmail.com. <laughs> Let's say it was like one of those like oh, chocolate brownie filled ones. I don't know what it is about Oreo and M and M's, but they're trying to like fight each other on they, fillings. They right are. Now. They are. You're right. You're you're not wrong. Um, but I really appreciated how Joe, like having heard what she said at the cocktail party that he wasn't at, was like, "Listen, I'm sorry that that was how you felt. Like I'm gonna actively see you. Like I'm gonna actively make you feel seen going forward." And like the snack time was a smart way to do that. So. Good on you, Joe. Good on you. I thought it was sweet. And I'm like, if only Nate had handled himself this way, I would feel a lot differently about Nate. But he didn't. So I feel the way that I feel. Anyway, moving on. Um, yep. Joe and Michelle have a secret handshake. I thought that was cute. Um, Brandon and Michelle make out. Yay. Um, and then the funny moment <laughs> to me was Chris S. going in for a kiss after his alone time with Michelle. And instead, she totally. Ooh, she turned her cheek. She dodged. She dodged that kiss and she gave him a hug instead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hysterical. So funny. Okay, so let's get into this cocktail party shenanigans. Oh, God, let's do it. I feel 
Like, I need to make a disclaimer before we actually talk about this, because in my attempt to, like, have a well-rounded view, or just not even well-rounded, but, like, seeing things from all sides, like, view of this, it may seem that I'm coming really hard for Nate and the dudes and not coming for Chris S. at all. So I just need to say, first and foremost, (laughs) I did not like the general savior complex vibes coming from Chris throughout this whole section. Okay, I didn't like that. And the comment he makes about him, like, coming in on a white horse and saving Michelle. Ew. Gross. Didn't like that. Ew. Very gross. Ew. And someone on Twitter made a comparison. Why's it got to be a white horse, Chris? Yeah, I don't. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, And there was a comparison that was made on Twitter that I thought was so funny. And I agreed with wholeheartedly (laughs) that I'm going to tell you about now in the form of of a meme. Um, It was someone, like, the caption read what Chris S. thought he looked like what he actually looked like right and it it was a side-by-side picture of prince charming from shrek i don't know if you've seen shrek 2 but like if you (gasps) yes no maybe uh it's been a while okay well but like i'll send you a picture after this like very like suave or whatever and then like the picture next to it what he actually looked like lord farquaad (laughs) yes it was very, like, short person energy, very Napoleon complex. So, like, I totally agreed yes. with that. And I just feel like I needed to say that because I, I know it's going to sound like I'm on Chris S's side. And I'm really not. Okay. I just think he made valid points. That's all. I just think he made valid points on what he was saying. Um, and I also think, like, he really was leaning into and at peace with being hated by all the dudes. Like, he was totally fine with it. Like, the villainness of it all. And I was like, okay. All right. Like. I'm very interested to hear what points you think were valid. Go on. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. In short, before Michelle can even say anything. In short. In short. uh, Chris, a.k.a. Zoolander, is making a speech which, high key, I think may have been the result of many factors, which include but are not limited to. And these are my opinions. All alleged. Okay? These are my opinions. Uh, Producer nudge, alcohol, uh, Jamie being secretive last week, so Chris S. maybe decided to go out in the open to air his concerns, speaking his piece, because, like, Jamie did the opposite, and it didn't have a good effect, right? Um, hmm. And maybe he wanted to make some kind of grand gesture, gesture, sorry, showing that he sees her, because, again, I say there is no way that the dudes coming back from the group date cocktail party didn't talk about what happened with the rest of the guys in the house afterwards. Like, there's just no way. And so maybe he saw this moment or saw this as a moment to like take action in a way you know what I mean like yeah it doesn't surprise me at all that he did this because like of course like what if he was all amped up and producers are like dude maybe you should say something you know like that wouldn't surprise me at all um yeah did he go about this correctly no am I mad that he did yes and no (laughs) which which I concede is weird okay which I concede is weird because First off, he throws all the guys under the bus about their behavior on the group date that he was on, right? And he, like, makes a point that I mentioned earlier that only five guys, like, went up and talked to her and, like, that was unacceptable, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And he's, like, this is the thing is, like, he's not wrong. Like, all the guys being upset with him and saying, like, he's a snake. I'm like, sure, public shaming, like, the public shaming speech was not the way to go, But, like, was he wrong? Did you all basically abandon her? Yes, you did. Right? And he's like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, 
he yeah and maybe like the annoyance factor from all the dudes is like we already know this information so like why are you doing this again but it kind of bugged me that they weren't taking ownership of what they did right they were all like he's a snake blah blah blah. i'm like but is he wrong like you all basically ignored her like he's not wrong about that that happened that's not a lie right i don't know no but like i feel like she was like Okay, thanks for restating yeah. what I said the other night. <laughs> thanks for stating the obvious. Oh, God. Like, what are you doing? I guess. I mean, that. I guess that just kind of occurred to me. I suppose that is fair. I just was, I was she's annoyed. Like, Great, thanks for letting me know that you understood what I said. Appreciate <laughs> it. And I think also it didn't help. So there was something that happened at the beginning of this episode, okay? And at the crux of his speech, he refers to a vibe that he got from a comment that Nate made, right? That rubbed him the wrong way and, like, right. toppled on top of, like, and with the group date, like, in tandem, these two things. Like, that's why he was speaking out about stuff. Because um, he said, what, that some people here think they have it in the bag. Because Nate had said something along the lines of he didn't get a group Sorry, he didn't get the one-on-one date this week, but it was okay because he knew he'd get one eventually, right? And, like, we saw that that rubbed Chris the wrong way. Um, So, like, sure, he was, I guess, technically just talking to Nate, but there are other guys in the house that were just as confident. So, like, me and, like, who knows what they're saying that we don't see, right? So, it's, like, maybe he's seeing a lot of people talk this way, and that's why he said something, right? I don't know. Okay, Uh, but this is what I, when I heard Nate say that, Right. I, I felt like it was just him trying to talk himself through it of like, yeah, OK, sooner or later, we're all going to get a one on one. So I need to like not worry about this because it's going to happen, you know, like in yeah. order to get through this process, like she has to go on a one on one with all of these people. Right. So but like and he also got I'm the just first impression wait patiently. Rose. So like he was definitely going to get one. I just maybe think it. Oh, pardon me. Sorry. I think it maybe just should have been an inside thought. Like, I don't know if he needed to, like, say that aloud. But then again, maybe producers oh, I asked feel him. Like I don't know. A lot of this stuff is producer pushed. Yeah. Because a lot of the conversations that you see the men starting. Yeah. They wouldn't say this in real life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, that's true. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. what a crazy night. How are you guys feeling about mm-hmm. all that? Mm-hmm. No man is going to do that. Yeah, that's fair. Um. And I will say in Nate's defense, like, I don't think it's wrong for him to be cocky about it. Like, I'm going to get one eventually. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, being confident is great. I just think he should have taken, I just think he should have taken his own advice from last week and not engage in the drama and had the emotional capacity to say the following to Michelle during their one-on-one time. Because again, this is the second time that I was disappointed by him, right? Because when she tells Nate that it was Chris S that like talked you know, to her about him, he just immediately gets super defensive and is like, oh, wow. Blah, 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 blah. But instead, what he should have done to like turn it all around, in my opinion, was to be like, OK, yeah, I did say that. But I said that because I have confidence in the relationship I built with you so far. But like that doesn't mean that I think I have this in the bag. I'm just confident in what we have. Right. But I understand why the comment comes off that way. Right. And I'm going to show you with my actions going forward that I'm working on my communication skills, yada, 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 yada. You know, like if he had said something like that and turned it around and like hit it on the head immediately, I don't think it would have been a big issue. But instead, he just got all defensive and clammed up and then came for Chris S. afterwards. I'm like, what happened to not engaging? What happened to like, do you know what I mean? Like it. 
It just oh, yeah. frustrated well, me. Well, again, how much alcohol have they had? <sighs> I don't know. How much control do they have over their actions? I feel like the producers probably pump them with alcohol. You know, they're oh, like, maybe. goat them like, here, have another drink. You guys look <laughs> thirsty. And like at one point, Michelle even says to Nate, like, I shouldn't have to light a fire under someone's ass to like want to be with me. And I don't know if he fully gets that, like, she's kind of talking about him in this moment. Like, again, this was a second moment for him to step up. And then he didn't really. He just got agitated and defensive, which valid because Chris S singled him out. Like you said earlier, I just am I taking crazy pills? I just I feel I just wanted so much more from Nate because that's what we got last week. And then oh, we didn't totally. get it this week. So no, like, he didn't uh, handle it well. No. He did not handle it well. And when he does confront Chris, I felt like it was very, very not bothered, bothered energy. Like he was like, do, do you know what I mean? Do you agree yeah. with that? Like it was very, I mean, yeah. Jamie, but not Jamie, like a different kind of bothered, not bothered, like not denial. Bothered, not bothered. Yeah. Like Jamie was more like denial, bothered, not bothered energy, whereas. Nate was just like defensive, bothered, not bothered energy. Oh, yeah. He was like Ugh. aggressive, bothered, not bothered. Yeah. Um, no, I just feel like Chris S. Like, honestly, when I heard when because they played that clip at the very beginning. Yeah. Of the episode. Yeah. And I, when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, what a healthy way to think. <laughs> I literally didn't even see it as cocky at all. I can oh, see looking back okay. why someone would think it sounded cocky, but yeah. my initial reaction was, oh, wow, what a healthy way to think of just like, you know what? I'm not going to let myself get bothered that I didn't Ugh. get a one-on-one -on -one because fair and square, like we're all going to get one. Right. And I don't need to like let myself freak out. Like we're just, this is just part of the process. I That's just where my brain but went. See, even so the when way I heard that you're delivering that, like makes me believe that that's genuine. Like even the way that you're saying that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can get behind that. It's just like the way he said it, the tone of his voice, I didn't like it. But that's just me. Well, I, I feel know. like, that's why I was like, I feel like Chris um, just took something secondhand and well, just he heard him say it. it into something. He heard him say what? it. It wasn't secondhand. He well, was no, in I the know. Room. That's what I mean. Oh. Like he didn't ask him questions about it. Right. right he right, just right. took something out of context right. and was like, and then used it. I'm going to use this against him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's and fair. she didn't. He he kept saying to Nate, like, well, she was pushing me. She probing. was She was probing. Probing me. was the. She did not probe him. <laughs> not that we saw. Not that we saw. But first again, of all, editing. probe is a terrible word. Oh yeah. But secondly. Yeah, from what we saw, there was no probing. And there's he no way to know. voluntarily brought up his name. Yeah, and there's no way to know. And I just can't help but feel like I can't trust anything that I see anymore because, like, editing. Like, I got go. <laughs> right. Let me just also <sighs> say that I don't like Nate. No. So yeah. I don't mean to, like, defend him. I just, cons I just was no, kind of bothered that Chris S. did that because I was like, wow, he's, like, twisting truths to make it sound different than what it was intended. Yeah. No, that that's totally fair. And like, that's totally fair. Ugh, but it, again, because like drinks and editing. Who knows? Yeah, man. And I just I hope going forward that like we see the old Nate and by the old Nate, I mean, the Nate from last week where he was like, don't engage in drama, don't engage in drama. But I think because it actually involved him this time, that kind of all flew out the window. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, yeah. I didn't think like calling Chris S a dweeb. I'm like, fine, he's a dweeb. But like, stop it. Now you're just acting like a child. Like, rise above it, Nate. Rise above it. <laughs> yes. Ah! 
Um, and anyway, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's really all there is to say about it. I'm not on Chris's side, but I don't particularly like Nate either. Like, after this episode, I was like, my dude, you really had multiple chances to rise to the occasion and you didn't. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, shall we move on to the rose ceremony? <laughs> oh, let's talk about who left. Would you like to say, would you like to count me in with some Titanic, Lisa? <laughs> Pour one out for the following. Chris G. Romeo. And Will. (laughs) I was so glad that our public speaker's gone. Spoken word, man. Yeah. Chris G. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. I was not sad to see him go. I was a little sad about Romeo. Oh, everyone is. People are mad about that. Yeah. Even though he's not hyper masculine I feel like they're I feel like they match in a lot of ways like I know she's like really attracted to these basketball players Mm -hmm. but I feel like they could have been a really nice match potentially intellectually but then again we never saw any of their conversation and I'm like is that because their conversation was flat and maybe they had no chemistry or I don't know I don't know it's hard to tell either but yeah, people. A lot of people were sad to see him go. And Will, here's the thing with Will. I've come to learn is that it appears there are some tweets that have resurfaced um, that were not so great. Very like toxic masculinity vibes. So perchance uh, he wasn't as great as we all thought. Allegedly, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, he one hundred percent. I mean, oh, just from the arguments that he had with our pizzapreneur, it was yeah. obvious that he, yeah, was. Yeah. And I a little testosterone. Right. So we lost three. I think we probably would have lost Chris S if the drama had not ensued. But I think that Michelle kept him around to like validate that she was grateful that he said something. Maybe if I had to guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Chris S is still around, but I don't think he will be for much longer. Um, because the next because next week, y'all, we are going to Minneapolis. Woo, woo. We're going to our hometown. I like forgot that they used to travel places. Yeah, I know. Just me. Right? It's been so long. I was like, oh, my God, an airplane. What? <laughs> yeah. When she was like, I'm actually going back to Minneapolis. I was like, girl, what? For like, <laughs> you got to give your kids a test. Like, what's <laughs> going on? And then I was like, oh, yeah, we used to go places. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. And Sad. we even saw from the promo many moons ago that they wind up at a beach at some point. So they must be flying elsewhere as well. Like not just Minneapolis. Good. But, um, yeah. So I'm excited about that aspect of things. Uh, shall we get into the promo? Okay. So we're finally getting the Viking group date, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> love that. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's going to be super renaissance. And I love it. I live. I'm very excited. Um, it looks like Joe and maybe Nate are getting a one-on-one next week. Like they kind of made it look that way. Um, like Joe's is going to be like bat, like a baseball game and then like more basketball time, like one-on-one. I don't know. And then Nate is going to do some boating stuff. Huzzah. Um, (laughs) I don't know. And then Brandon, it's like his birthday or something. And Michelle brings him a cake and tells him to make a wish to which he says, what if it already came true and I wanted to vomit? Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, I just feel like the energy between the two of them is like not 
Like, yeah, I I'm not. Know. I'm not into it. Me neither. I'm not into it. Me neither. We see Michelle kissing a lot of dudes, and there's fireworks, and then it looks like Chris S can't drop his issues with Nate, which is just stupid. I'm like, let it lie, Nate. Like, or sorry, Chris, let it lie. I spoke your piece, and now just shh in the corner and like don't make any more fuss. <laughs> but it, it looks like he's gonna make all the fuss. So yay. Um, <laughs> we have lots of crying. Oof. We have Michelle's voice. Crying, yay. Oh, goody. Um, we see Michelle's voice saying that their relationship hasn't progressed. I'm like, could this be to, I mean, a handful of people. I'm like, it could be Chris S. It could be Brandon. Like, I just don't know. I have no idea who, or like Leroy. Like, I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> we see Brandon crying on a set of stairs. So I'm like, uh-oh. And then, okay, this was shocking. Someone interrupts Michelle and Nate during their dinner. I'm like, oh. <gasps> Oh my God, who is it? What's going on? Yes, bring it. <laughs> and then, and I don't, again, I don't think all of these things happen next week, but like, who knows? We have Joe crying, right? Like crying on the couch while it looks like Michelle is saying to him, I can't do this anymore. But I'm like, are you saying this to him? Or are you saying this to somebody else? What's going on? I need to know. Editing masters over there. Oh, who the fuck knows? But that's it, guys. That was the episode. Oh my God. What a time. That was it. What a time. I just, I felt at the beginning of recording this very much a tug of war and now I don't, which is a relief. (laughs) I just, oh God, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. But again, I'm excited for next week now. I'm like, yes, bring it on. (laughs) Yes, me too. And any other overall thoughts, Lisa, that you have about things or no, you, you good. (laughs) I just, I feel like they're trying to create drama in this season because yeah, there's just fair. not much happening. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but, you know, they're they're going to provide, so I'm here to watch. We'll see what happens. Um, so, y'all, you know the drill. You know what I'm going to, what I'm going to ask. I ask it every week. Follow us on the Instagram, Hungry Roses Pod. I post lots of funny tweets there. Uh, if you have any uh, thoughts about the episodes, we'd love to hear them right into HungryRosesPod at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on all of the, wherever you listen to podcasts, like we're everywhere. Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Spotify, Apple. We're literally everywhere. So please, please, please write a review if you can. Give us the five stars on the Apple. Like it really, truly does help. Uh, We're also hosting our podcast from Podbean, so do follow us there as well. If you haven't already, leave a comment, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) y'all, till next time, stay hungry. And stay emotionally genuine. Yes! Okay? Don't don't be turning things into... (laughs) Things are not. Emotionally manipulative stories. Yes. Worry about yourself. Yes. I love that. Lisa, yes. I could not have said it better myself. (laughs) Worry about yourself. Okay, well, bye. Bye.